Welcome to the ORX Operational Risk Podcast. My name is Sarah Astell, and I am Head of the Risk Measurement Programme at ORX. I'm joined today by my colleague, Nikki Truss-West, Research Manager in the Risk Measurement Team. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. In this episode, we're going to be talking about recent work conducted for ORX's analytics community. The topic of this work is stress testing, an area of continued interest for our community, particularly as firms focused a bit less on capital and more on overall resilience. So, Nikki, to start us off, can you tell us a little about the analytics community at ORX? Absolutely. The analytics community is one of the longest running communities we have here at ORX. It was originally formed in, in very early days of ORX to undertake collective analysis of the lost data. Over the years, the remit evolved and expanded, and out of that, a number of regular risk measurement projects were born um, and implemented. And that includes things like our annual capital benchmark, our capital methodology studies, and our correlation studies. So now we have a community that's made up of risk professionals from over 70 companies who are especially interested in risk measurement. The remit of the group now includes operational risk modeling, capital, and stress testing. And then within that wider community, we have smaller, more focused working groups for both banking and insurance. These groups are made up of uh, a smaller subset of individuals representing those member banks. And those individuals actively contribute to our work packages or topics, um, for example, through questionnaires and discussion calls um, and then shaping the research outputs. Thanks, Nikki. And you mentioned the work packages there, and the most recent of these has been on the topic of stress testing, a topic which was proposed by our working group members because it's a, a key priority for them. And we know that it's an area where firms need to invest a lot of resource, uh, they need to, to optimise their processes wherever possible. Also, our working group members recognised that it's an area where there is, there's real opportunity to drive practice forward. Can you give us a flavour of the sorts of things that the participants discussed on the working group calls? Yeah, absolutely. So we started out intending to learn about stress testing practice quite generally across the industry and with some sort of key areas in mind. So we sent out an initial questionnaire to gather some views from the group. But based on that initial questionnaire and the subsequent discussions, we realized that the design of different exercises was a really key consideration because operational risk stress tests can be quite conceptually different across different jurisdictions. We had lots of engagement on this topic. It was something that um, participants were really interested in. Um, representatives from different organizations spoke about the stress testing exercises in their jurisdictions. Um, so, for example, CCAR in the, in the USA and the EBA stress tests across the EU. Um, and those firms also presented their approaches and talked about how they approach specific topics. Thanks, Nikki. And yeah, I agree. There were some, some really great contributions and the working group was able to demonstrate really clearly those, those significant regional differences. I thought it was really interesting in particular to hear some examples from the different jurisdictions, such as the approach in Australia, where the regulator has opted to provide firms with a single common operational risk scenario, which, which then allows firms to perform a sort of deep dive on that particular risk and really understand the potential impacts of, of that risk. So Nikki, the members of the working group also, of course, spoke about the challenges that they encounter. Um, and some of these were, were common across firms and across the different jurisdictions. So can you tell us about some of those, those key challenges? Yeah, so firstly, we saw some conceptual issues. So depending on um, the jurisdiction and the exercise, 
The fundamental assumptions of what drives operational risk losses can vary. So one example of that is whether risk losses are linked to the wider economy or not. Some exercises um, assume a really direct relationship between those, those macroeconomic variables and op risk losses, while others don't. Firms in general sort of commented that often the, the scenarios for stress tests are designed more with credit and market risk in mind than operational risk itself. So that can lead to those um, conceptual differences. We also saw issues that are, are more methodological but some were specific to certain jurisdictions. So for example, um, in the USA for CCAR, firms spoke a little bit about how they select their idiosyncratic losses or how they capture those. One common thread among participants was how to estimate legal losses. Due to their complex nature, their, their long time horizons and potentially quite large impacts, Legal losses are often a, a really key area of focus for stress projections. Um, firms are keen to ensure that the estimates that they're making for those open cases and unknown cases are really good evaluations of what those losses could look like in a stress environment. And then finally, we saw some issues concerning the outcomes of stress testing exercises. It can be really challenging to determine whether your projections are, are stressed to the appropriate level. Um, so are they a realistic consideration of, of what stress losses might look like in that scenario. So having some guidelines or benchmarks can be really beneficial. Uh, and we saw in some jurisdictions that um, some benchmarks are provided. So linking your losses to your capital model and considering a, a 90th percentile, for example, or um, having some floors to make sure that your stress projections are severe enough that can help with that consistency. And then finally, to do with, you know, once the stress testing exercise has been completed and that's been thoroughly evaluated, does that impact on the capital that you have to hold? And again, from jurisdiction to jurisdiction, this may, may vary. In some jurisdictions, you may be required to hold additional capital, while in others, uh, potentially not. Thanks, Nikki. And I think, I think a really great benefit of these discussions is that the group is able to identify examples of best practice that really help with those, those challenges. And, and some of the ones that come to mind, um, thinking first of all about the, the legal challenges that you mentioned a couple of times, one of the examples of best practice was to do with really engaging that legal team and working with those legal experts as effectively as possible. Also leveraging the capital model to benchmark likelihood uh, and integrating the process with other components of the framework to help to optimise the process and to, to leverage the results as fully as possible. It was really interesting to hear those, those examples. So Nikki, to end today's episode, I think what became apparent were three key themes which really nicely summarise these areas of best practice. So can you talk us through those, those three key themes? Yeah, of course. So firms, as you mentioned, are really keen to, to drive their stress testing practice forward. And these are some areas of focus where the industry can probably still make some progress. So the Basel Committee on Banking Supervision, they've laid out some um, principles for, for stress testing. And uh, these three areas, they're sort of aligned with some of those principles for stress testing. So firstly, stress tests should be comprehensive. So a really thorough and well-considered assessment of all the relevant material risks under the given stress scenario. Now, that scenario might only be focused on one material risk, but Whatever the specification, a stress testing assessment should really further the understanding of a bank's exposure to their material risks. And then that feeds into that decision making. So 
on that topic, a stress test should be connected. So we talked about this a moment ago in terms of best practice, but a stress testing process and the output sh should be a, a key input into a bank's risk management activities, supporting firms in, in formulating and pursuing strategic objectives. So feeding into things like risk identification, monitoring and assessment activities, and ultimately supporting informed decision-making. And that connects to the BCBS principle three for stress testing. So it's something that is encouraged, but we think that, you know, there's still room to make progress in that area. And then finally, stress tests should be comparable. Um, so designed and evaluated in a way that, that promotes comparability and consistency of results. A common theme from our discussions was around a lack of clarity in some aspects of regulatory guidance, potentially leading to inconsistencies. So we spoke a moment ago about likelihood. Um, so firms find it really difficult to, to understand if their projections are severe enough. And without some clear benchmarks or guidance, they, they struggle to know if they've pitched things at the appropriate level. Um, and that can lead to inconsistencies, as we mentioned. So improved guidance would likely improve that consistency and comparability across firms and jurisdictions. So for example, ranges of likelihood expected for, for stress projections or floors, as we mentioned, um, to ensure that they are severe enough. Thanks, Nikki. That's really interesting to hear. And thanks also to everybody in the analytics working group who contributed so much to these, these learnings and those discussions. That concludes today's episode and hopefully provides listeners with some, some food for thought, as well as some insight into the activities of the analytics working group at ORX. So thank you for listening. I hope you found the information helpful. Our members can access a full report detailing this work on the stress testing landscape from our member-only website. We'll also be making a public summary available at www.orx.org, so do please look out for that. Thank you again for listening, and please tune in again next time.